Turn, if you would, this morning to Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 9. It is good to see you here this morning. Glad you made it. All right. And since we've made the effort to be here, let's just give it our best, all right? To give attention to the Word and to not be distracted and to let the Lord speak to our hearts today as He would desire to do so. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and we will get started. Father, it is good to be in your house today. Lord, I pray that you'd bless our time together. God, I pray that you'd help the distractions to be minimal. God, that we'd be able to give attention to your Word in such a way that we could grow and benefit by our time together. I pray these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. I know I've said this in the past, and I know that I don't have to say it this morning, but I'm going to do so just for my benefit, all right? I'm about to talk about something that I know not everyone cares about. I know that not all of you are interested in what I'm about to talk about, but though you may not be interested, though you may not care, I think you can understand why I'm saying what I'm saying in the next couple of moments. I think you'll understand the correlation here in a few moments. But this morning, I want to talk for just a moment about football. All right, I want to talk about football. And again, I know that this isn't a a passion for many of you. But I want us to think about some elements about the game because of how you can make parallel to what we call life. All right. In a standard regulation game, here is what even a casual fan knows. That the game is divided into two halves, and in those two halves, each half is divided into two quarters. As those quarters are played, here is what you also know if you know anything about the sport You know that each quarter begins with a set amount of time and the clock always runs backward. Time is never granted by way of an extension. Time is always taken from each of the quarters that are played. As that is done, as that takes place, Here is what you also know, is that when each quarter has been completed, no redos are done. It doesn't matter if the refs get together and they say, you know, it'd probably be best for both teams if we went back and replayed the first quarter. It doesn't work that way. The coaches can't get together and say, man, we were sloppy that quarter. And the other coach say, man, we were too. I tell you what, let's just start over right now and go back to the second quarter. I, I, I think the first quarter was okay, but let's do the second quarter. No, it's not how it works. When the teams and the coaches and the refs, when all the participants take the field, here's what they know. When that quarter is done... When the clock strikes zero for that particular quarter, for that particular half, there are no redos. You will not, you will not go back and, and, and change anything. You understand this. What's done is done. 
Now this morning, as we think about that, we're going to talk about it more in a few moments from a different angle, from a different perspective. But I want us to think about life. I think most of us understand this. I think most of us are aware of this. That though you cannot divide our lives into quarters and halves and it be all nice and neat like it would be in a football game, most of us know this, that our lives seem to be divided into different sections or into different moments. Obviously, we're all born as infants, and that begins this thing that we call life. And yet, as you look at a person's life, if you go back over the years that they've been given, here's what you see is that their lives were divided up, and for most of us, it'll look this way, that we had those years of childhood, and then we moved into the adult years, and then we had those years that might be classified as middle-aged, and, and once we get through the middle-aged aspect of life, we then grow into the latter years, and, and sometimes what is referred to as the golden years of life. But here is what is true, no matter what portion of life we find ourselves in, the clock is always ticking backwards. You following this? Time is not being granted to us by way of an extension with each moment or each season of life that we are in. The moments are passing, and as a result of that, we are not being given more time to enjoy certain moments. We are having those moments ever so slowly taken from us. And here's what we know, and I know it's not always fun to think about it in these terms, but here is what we know. That when that chapter of our life comes to a close, we never have the chance to go back and redo anything. When our childhood comes to a close, it is closed. You and I, no matter how many people we may consult with, no matter how many people may agree that it's a good idea, you and I will never go back to our childhood. Once it is done, it is done. As we become young adults, we may enjoy that season of life for a certain amount of time, but once that season of life comes to a close, it's done. And we can't go back. As much as I'd love to go back to my 20s and, and even the first part of my 30s, it's just not something that I can do and it's not something any of you can do. And, and once you reach the next stage of life or whatever the next stage of life may be for you, once that season has come to a close, it is done. As I read last week a quote that I'm sure many of you are familiar with, the quote said something of this nature, that this is not a dress rehearsal. This is a one-time shot that we have at this, this thing called life. And as that is so, this morning I want us to begin looking in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse number 1. We're going to make our way through several verses of Scripture, and as we do, please know that we're not going to look at every aspect of each verse because time simply does not allow for that to take place. But if you look there in verse number 1, 
as Solomon begins these thoughts, he makes this statement that we are in the hand of God. Now, friends, it doesn't matter what a person believes. It doesn't matter what position a person takes. It doesn't matter if a person identifies themselves as one who believes in God or if one identifies themselves as an atheist and who says there is no God. It doesn't really matter because one day it will be proven that God does exist. And it will be proven also that every one of us are in the hand of God. Not one of us exists and not one of us lives and not one of us performs and not one of us functions outside of the hand of God. Every one of us are under the authority of God and it is so whether we like to admit it or not. That in mind, as you begin to look in verses 2 and 3, here is what you discover, is that Solomon is going to reference the fact that he has referenced in previous writings, in previous chapters, he is going to reference this truth that every person will eventually die. It doesn't matter if you're evil or if you are righteous. It doesn't matter if you are poor or if you are wealthy. It doesn't matter what position you held in this life. Every individual is going to die. There is an event that takes place with everyone. And we know that to be true. We have never met anyone who has not been subject to the reality of death. Everyone dies. Now I want us to listen to this, okay? This is very important. Because this is not a dress rehearsal, because we don't get a second chance at this, because there are no redos, then here is what Solomon declares is this, is that it is very important how we live this life. Are we hearing this? Let's not get distracted. It is very important how we live this life. Well, how do we know? Well, notice in verse number 4 he said this, for to him that is joined to all the living, there is hope. Did you know that the only person who has hope is the one who is still alive? You understand this? That dead people have no hope of any sort, of any kind, of any nature, because for them it is over. So the only ones who have any kind of hope, who have any kind of expectation of anything, is the living. And it's interesting the way Solomon described this. He said, for a living dog is better than a dead lion. And that's true, is it not? I mean, by way of protection, by way of strength, by way of anything that you'd like to consider, would you rather have a living dog or a dead lion? I think I'd rather have a living dog, okay? And so the only people with hope, the only people with anything to look forward to, are the ones who are still living. But notice what he says in verse number 5. He said, For the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything, neither have they any more a reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. What, what does that mean? It means this. Here is what those of us who are alive, we know. We know we're going to die, but guess what? The dead don't know anything anymore because they're dead. There's no more reward for anything that they would engage in. There's no more benefit to anything that they might be active in 
And he said, for the memory of them is forgotten. Well, what does that mean? It means this, that when we die, guess what's going to happen? We will be forgotten. It doesn't matter who we are. It doesn't matter what we've accomplished. It doesn't matter what God used us to do. At some point, we will be forgotten. Somebody says, well, I don't like that. Well, I'm sorry. Deal with it. That's the way it works. So he said in verse number 6, as a result of death, he said, also their love and their hatred and their envy is now perished. Neither have, they more, neither have they any more a portion forever in anything that is done under the sun. What does that mean? It means this, that when a person dies, their emotions and their feelings and their attitudes die as well. A person no longer loves in the grave. A person no longer hates in the grave. A person is no longer envious in the grave. It doesn't matter who the person was as an individual. When that person dies, everything is brought to a conclusion for them. So here is Solomon once again, and some people may say, well, it's a morbid truth he's dealing with. I don't know if it's morbid or not, but he's exactly right that every one of us, it doesn't matter who we are, here's what's going to happen. At some point, we're going to leave this life by way of death, and when we do, we'll be forgotten, and everything that we strive for, it'll be done, it'll be over, it'll be brought to a completion, and, and it'll be done for us. So with that in mind, notice what Solomon said in verses 7, 8, and 9. He said, Go thy way, eat thy bread with joy, and drink thy wine with a merry heart, for God now accepteth thy works. Let thy garments be always white, and let thy head lack no ointment. Live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest all the days of the life of thy vanity, which he hath given thee under the sun all the days of thy vanity, for that is thy portion in this life, and in thy labor which then which thou takest under the sun. So what is Solomon saying in verses 7, 8, and 9? Again, it's something that he's touched on in previous verses, previous chapters, but he is saying this. So enjoy life. Enjoy life. Are we hearing this? We're going to die. It doesn't matter who we are. It doesn't matter if you're rich or if you're poor. We're going to die. It doesn't matter if you're accomplished or if you're not as accomplished. You're going to die. It doesn't matter who we are. We are going to die. And so with that truth and with that bit of knowledge that we are aware of, here is what Solomon says, enjoy life. Enjoy the process that you are engaged in. And if you think about it, I wanted to go back for just a moment to the football illustration. I don't know if you played sports. I know some of you did, but some of you did not. But for myself, as I played sports, do you know what was something that was important to the coaches whenever I was playing the game? It was important to the coaches that we enjoyed it. You're going to go out there and you're going to play. You're going to run back and forth. You're going to tackle. You're going to do all these things. But here is what the coaches wanted us to do. They wanted us to enjoy it. If you ever played sports, if you've ever participated in an environment like that at all, the coaches wanted you to have fun. 
And you know what Solomon is saying? Let's listen. He's saying, enjoy it. The stage of life that you're at right now, enjoy it. See, he would say to a child this morning, you're a child, you need to enjoy this stage of life. He would say to the teenager, listen, where you're at right now, you need to enjoy this stage of life. And as a young adult, here's what you need to do. You need to enjoy it. As someone who is middle-aged, it's just the wind, folks. Someone who is middle-aged, you need to enjoy this stage of life where you're at right now. And as you grow older, here's what you need to do. You just need to enjoy this stage of life. We've heard this now several times throughout this study, that you and and I need to enjoy the life God has given us. Amen. Why is that imperative? It is imperative because so many people go through life not enjoying it. Right. I, oh, I want us to hear this. There are so many people who do not enjoy life. They just exist. They just go through the motions day by day by day by day. They are in the process of life, but they're not enjoying it. Now, as that is so, I find it interesting what Solomon said next in verse number 10. He said, Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whither thou goest. What does that mean when Solomon makes that declaration? Well, in the last part it means this, because uh, when you get to the grave, you won't be working, you'll not be striving, you'll not have any knowledge or any wisdom. Again, Solomon just kind of hits us with this fact, it's over. done. So what does he say then in verse number 10? He said, whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. What does it mean to do it with your might? It means this, to do it with your strength. To do what? Whatever your hand findeth to do. Wherever you're at, whatever you're engaged in, whatever you're doing, put forth some energy and some effort and give your strength to where you're at in life right now. Yeah. Now think about this. This is an amazing way in which Solomon ties us together. And again, with my background in playing sports, this makes perfect sense. Here is Solomon, and what is he saying? He is saying this, we are all going to die. So enjoy it. But at the same time, work hard at where you're at. So somebody says, well, what does that got to do with sports and how can you tie all this together? Think about this. If you ever played sports, here's what the coach wanted you to do. The coach wanted you to have fun. Go out there and have fun, but at the same time, what did the coach expect you to do? The coach expected you to work hard at what you were doing while you were out there. The coach never said, go out there, be lazy, and just let happen what happens. Come on, we need to wake up just a little bit, all right? It, it can't be that bad right now, okay? 
you get out there, you enjoy yourself, you have fun, but you work hard. So here's the truth of it. It is a lot more fun when you work hard because you get to enjoy the benefits of it because you worked hard at it. It's a whole lot more fun to win because you worked hard than to go out there, be lazy, and get your nose rubbed in it. It's a whole lot more fun to go out there and give it everything you've got and to be able to walk off the field with your head held high saying, you know what, I got beat sometimes and every once in a while I got whooped on that one. But I can walk off the field knowing I gave it my best. Did you have fun? Yes. Did you exert yourself? Yes. And it's because I exerted myself that I was able to enjoy it. But if I had gone out there and been lazy and I'd been embarrassed and I'd been you know, pushed around, knocked around, beat up and all that other stuff, I wouldn't have enjoyed it at all. Now, can I just share something with us? And I'm going to try to tie every bit of this together in a few moments. There are some people, and, and, and listen, they don't enjoy life. They just don't enjoy life. They, 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 they don't enjoy any stage of life. They didn't enjoy being children. They didn't enjoy being a young adult. They didn't enjoy being married. They didn't enjoy middle age. They didn't, I mean, did you just consider it? They didn't enjoy it. You know why most of them didn't enjoy it? Because they didn't put much effort into it. They were lazy in life. And because they were lazy, they got beat up by this world they lived in. And because they were lazy, they didn't get to reap the benefits of knowing that in that particular stage, in that particular quarter, in that particular moment, they didn't have the joy and the satisfaction of knowing they had given it everything they, had, they had, could have by way of potential. And so this morning, for just a couple of moments, here's what I want to do. And, and we're not going to be here just a real long time, so, so let's just think about this, okay? I, I want to remind us this morning that we need to enjoy life. I've already said it, so this shouldn't be a surprise to us. We need to enjoy life. So how am I able to enjoy life? By giving what you've got to where you're at right now. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with thy might. Give yourself to it. Apply the effort and the energy needed so that when you go to the grave, which is where you're headed, you don't go to the grave with regrets. We've got the young people in here this morning, so here's what I'd like to say to you young people. Enjoy your youth, but do not squander it. Let's listen to this. Grown-ups, we don't need to be talking to the kids right now. We just need to let the kids hear this, okay? Kiddos, enjoy your life right now but do not squander the years. Now, I know for some of our kids, that may go over their heads a little bit, but some of you, you're old enough to understand this. I, I want to 
challenge you young people who are still in school to give it your best while you were in school. Apply yourself to learning. Apply yourself to understanding. Do not be a lazy student because I can promise you this. If you're a lazy student and you don't do this with all of your might, you are going to wake up one day with regrets and you will not have enjoyed the education process. Many of us adults can give testimony to that truth. We wish we had taken our education a little bit more serious. We wish we had applied ourselves a little bit more serious to getting the information when we had the chance to do it. So I want you to understand something, kids. Enjoy your childhood. Enjoy the years of your youth. But don't squander it. Work at it. Work at it. Work at it. And some of you are old enough to know exactly what I'm talking about, and you need to hear me. But let's move on just a little bit to those who are young adults. For those of you who are young adults, let me just say this. One who is not as young, I'm still very young, but one who is not as young. I want to say this to you. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. You're at a wonderful stage of life. You're at a wonderful time in life. You are at a position in life that, that you will one day look back at and say, man, those were good years and that was a good time. And so I say to you this morning, enjoy these years. But in the midst of these years, if you really want to enjoy them, then put forth the effort to not squander and waste these years. You understand what I'm saying, young people? Young adults, listen. You've got a one-time shot at this, and in a few years, this quarter of your life, this section of your life, it's going to be done. These are some times where you can grow. These are some times where you can mature. These are some times where you can put back some savings because you don't have the expenses that other people have. This is a time in life where, where so many things are afforded to you, and I don't know what all you need to be doing to applying yourself to it, but I would say this. Do not sit back, be lazy, and then wonder why somewhere down the road you didn't enjoy these years. Could somebody past that stage at least say amen and make these young people think it's worthwhile? Amen. Good grief, people. You're just looking at me like we're bored. Come on. Some of our young people need to hear the, the, the plea to take advantage of these years. For those of you raising small children... Enjoy it. But put forth the effort so that you can really enjoy it. Amen. See, here's what happens with so many people. They put forth a lot of effort into things to make sure that their kids have those things, but they didn't put forth the effort into their kids. You want to enjoy your kids? Put forth effort. Let's listen. Let's put forth the effort that it then requires to be able to enjoy it. Because there will come a day. And I know what I sound like whenever I say this, but there will come a day 
that they'll be leaving the house. And if you didn't put forth the effort to invest in them the way you should have, you will not have enjoyed it the way you could have. Enjoy it. Have fun. Go out there and make all the memories you can and, and just enjoy the years. But friends, you got to hear this, and I need to hear this. We also need to be reminded that it takes effort and it takes energy. And if we want to enjoy it, then friends, we've got to put forth the effort. Some right now are in this stage of life, and you can probably see where this is going, but some right now are probably in the stage of life where there are no kids at home. You'll never get that opportunity again, correct? There are no redos, so where are you at now? Well, now you're in this quarter of life where it's just you and the spouse. You need to be reminded of this truth. You're not being given more time by way of an extension. The moments are passing backwards for you. As that is so, you need to enjoy these years. But you will only enjoy it to the extent that you should if you put forth the energy with one another. Let's just be very honest. A lot of people reach a stage in their married life and they get pretty lazy. And as a result of getting lazy in the marriage, you know what they don't do anymore? They don't enjoy marriage anymore. If we're going to enjoy it, we've got to put forth the energy. Or there will come a day that that chapter of life will close and you will not have enjoyed it as much as you should have. Some of you are in this stage as well. You don't have the kids. You don't have the little ones. But you've got the grandkids. Enjoy them. Enjoy them. But put effort into it. Put effort into it. See, a lot of people don't enjoy their grandkids, and, and a lot of people completely miss out on that segment of their lives for this reason. They didn't put the effort into it that was needed. So they hear people talking about their grandkids and, and how wonderful it is and how much fun they're having with their grandkids, and yet they're looking at it going, well, I, just, I don't really have that kind of relationship with my grandkids. Well, friends, it's not an accident. Because so many people don't put much effort into their relationship with their grandkids. And as you get older, past the point of small grandkids, whatever that next step is, whatever that next stage is, enjoy it. But you know what you have to do in order to enjoy it? You have to keep working at it. You just have to. 
Because see, the only way that you really get to enjoy things is when you have given yourself to them so that you can reap the benefit of it. See, for so many, here's what you find. You find people who want to enjoy life. They just don't want to put any effort into it. They want their childhood to be great. They want their young adult years to be fantastic. They want it to be nothing but fun and excitement and pleasure and and a good time that you can put on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever it may be. And the only reason it's not happening, though, is because you're really not putting, let's listen, you're not really putting much effort into it. You're just kind of being lazy going through life. So many young couples, so many parents of small children, they want to enjoy it, but they don't want to put the effort into it. It's easier to to let something else raise our kids. (laughs) Listen, technology can never replace what we're supposed to be to our kids. And it doesn't matter if we drag them all over the countryside. It doesn't matter if we give them all the, 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 the things that every other kid has. Friends, if we're not going to put forth the energy to be the parent to them, then we can't expect there to be a, a, a reward for that. So many people want to enjoy the empty nest. They just don't want to put any effort into it. So many people want to put their, or enjoy their grandchildren. They just don't want to put the effort into it. And, and you can just plug that in wherever you want. They want to enjoy it. They just don't want to put forth the effort. It never, ever, ever works that way. So if we were to look at our lives and if we were to divide them into different segments, here is what is true of every one of us. We're somewhere. You get that? We're we're somewhere. You may not know where you're at, but you're somewhere. And the clock is ticking backwards. It just is. And at some point, this chapter will close and a new chapter will begin. And once that chapter closes, there are no redos. It's just that simple. You and I should strive to enjoy wherever we're at right now. But we'll only enjoy it if we're putting forth the effort that it needs. I just want to ask you this morning, because I don't know the answer, But I want to ask you, wherever you're at in life right now, can you honestly say you are giving it the effort it deserves? As a young person, as a young adult, as a young married person, as a a middle-aged person, as a a person with the empty nest, as one who may be in the latter stages of life, wherever you're at, can you honestly say, let's listen, Can you honestly say you're giving it the effort it needs? 
Or is there some area in your life where you need to be working harder? The only way we get to enjoy it is when we work at it. And if we're not working at it, we will never, ever enjoy it. All right? Let's all stand this morning and bow our heads for prayer. Fathers, I come to you this morning. I pray that you'd help us to be men and women who truly recognize the truth of Solomon's words and the fact that all of us will die. Every one of us are headed to the grave. And when we do, there will be no time for anything else. Everything will come to an end for us. And Lord, as that is true, I pray that you'd help us today to realize that we need to enjoy the years that you have given us and the days that you have given us. But we also need to be reminded that if we do not work at it, if we do not strive in these areas of life, whatever they are, we'll not enjoy it the way that we should have and could have. So I pray that you'd help us today to be honest. And if we need to work harder with your help, that we would be willing to do it. I pray these things now in Jesus' name. Amen.